Welcome to Policy Pod, PORF podcast. This episode is part of the Raisena Dialogue 2021, India's annual premier conference on geopolitics and geoeconomics. The conference is hosted by ORF in partnership with the Ministry of External Affairs, Government of India. Hello and welcome to the Raisena Dialogues. I'm Shireen Bhan and today it is my pleasure uh, to speak with the Minister for Road Transport and Highways, Mr. Nitin Gadkari, a man who is spearheading India's uh, green mission, uh, or green mobility, green infrastructure, and of course has plans on the hydrogen side as well. Mr. Gadkari, always a pleasure. Many thanks for joining us here on uh, the Raisena Dialogues. Uh, let me start by asking you, sir, about the current impact on account of the COVID surge on infrastructure development. Uh, this is the big thrust of the government to try and push infrastructure as quickly as possible to try and restore growth and aid the economic recovery. With the current rise that we're seeing and restrictions being imposed across many states, will infrastructure development be hit? Uh, actually, the mission of our prime minister to make Indian economy as a global economy. And for that reason, after completing of this five years, our target is to make the Indian economy of $5 trillion. And where planning is giving priority for making of infrastructure of 111 lakh crores. And where the responsibility with me is of making of roads of 40 lakh crores. And it's a great pleasure and pride for me. The first time in the COVID period, we are all facing serious problem. No doubt, there are a lot of problems we are facing because of COVID-19, but still we have break the three important world record. We are already on the world record, three important world record we have already done. One of the record is our construction, road construction is 37 kilometer per day. It is the highest in the world. And the second thing is we make the road of cement concrete road four lane, 2.5 kilometer uh, within 24 hour in Mumbai Delhi Express Highway near Badoda. Then we construct a bitumen road single lane of 25 kilometer in 24 hours. So these are the three records which you have already in the COVID period. This is the indication that still there are the problems still Indian infrastructure moving fast. And that is the reason that we are making 22 Green Express Highway. And presently we have 85% of goods and passenger traffic is on the road. We have just uh, going to inaugurate the Delhi Merit Highway. We have 80 to 90% work has already completed. And next month we will inaugurate the highway. And now presently it takes from Merit to Delhi four hours, but now it taking only 45 minutes, 40 minutes. So we are making Delhi Katra Amrutsar Highway, the, then Bangalore Chennai Highway. Then uh, we are making a lot of big highways, then uh, Delhi Mumbai Highway of 1 lakh crore. And everywhere still the problems of COVID are there, we are facing. Still our performance is excellent and it's a pride and pleasure for me that we are 100% going to achieve the goal of our Prime Minister's mission to make Indian economy a global economy and within five years making this economy of $5 trillion. Well, uh, that's good to hear that road construction continues to track, uh, uh, in your words, a record of 37 kilometers per day. And you feel confident that even though there are restrictions as well as the COVID surge, uh, you are likely to be able to continue with that. Let me now move, sir, and talk to you about uh, one of the impacts that we're seeing on account of COVID. And uh, 
there is a shift in consumer behavior. What was previously being looked at in terms of shared mobility is no longer finding many takers. Public transportation is not finding many takers at this point in time. And hence, governments across the world are looking at pushing e-mobility, including a government like ours. But what is, what is needed at this point in time to mainstream electric mobility in the country? Because if you look at the numbers, sir, uh, in FY20, 1.7 lakh EVs were registered as against 2.07 crore IC vehicles. Uh, penetration continues to be under 1%. So what should we now expect in terms of the efforts of the government to mainstream electric mobility? First of all, we are importing the crude oil of 7 to 8 lakh crores every year. We need solution, import, substitute, cost-effective, pollution-free and indigenous. And as a transport minister, my highest priority is for public transport on electricity. As far as the infrastructure is concerned, our first priority is to waterways. Second priority is to railway. Third priority is to the road. And fourth priority is for the aviation. But unfortunately, our public transport on the road is increased. Now for public transport, either it is buses or railway, and even airlines also, they are facing crucial problem because of COVID-19. Their business is not up to the mark. They are facing some crucial problems. But this is a temporary phase. I am confident that we will fight the war against COVID-19. And 100% we will win over the war. And also 100% we will win the war against economic, economic problems. And that is the reason that electric vehicle, as a transport minister, our policy is ethanol, methanol, biodiesel, bio-CNG, electric, and LNG. Because of pollution, air pollution and water pollution is a big problem for the country. You know the problem in Delhi. So first of all, we are encouraging biofuel. The first of all, our ethanol economy is of 20,000 crore. We are now planning to make it within five years, the ethanol economy of 5 lakh crore. We are giving permission to making ethanol be heavy molasses. First of all, from sugar cane juice, making sugar, there is a 4% C molasses. We are converting molasses into ethanol. Then we are giving permission to make B heavy molasses, that is 7%, adding 3% more sugar in molasses. That is coming to 7% of the sugar percentage, that is from B heavy molasses to ethanol. Third is sugar cane juice to ethanol. And the most important decision taken by the government because we have rice surplus, wheat surplus, corn surplus, and sugar surplus. Our price MSP is higher than international market and commercial market. And that is one of the reasons we are facing agriculture crisis. And that is the reason we have taken the decision for diversification of agriculture towards energy and power sector. For that reason, we are allowing now making ethanol from corn and rice, even from food grain. So this is a revolutionary change we have taken. And now as the transport minister, I am trying pursuing it. I am expecting next month we will in position to start that. That is the flex engine which is already available in USA, Canada, and Brazil. All brands, BMW, Mercedes, Hyundai, Toyota, Ford, everywhere, the engines are available. And that is, you can use 100% petrol or 100% bioethanol. So now government has given permission for ethanol pumps. Already Bajaj and TVS has already launched their uh, bike and scooter on bioethanol. So 100% there is a choice for the consumer to use ethanol or a petrol. That is first thing. Second thing regarding e-vehicle, we have also a big program. Now 81% of the lithium-ion batteries we are making in India. 
and our first priority for three four years we are going for a lithium ion battery we don't have any problem in it there is no shortage of lithium actually within six months we will be in position to make 100% lithium ion battery in India made in India and make in India the other important thing where we have a large meeting in my ministry with Niti Aayog, ISRO, DRDO, all institutions, research laboratories, Prime Minister uh, scientific advisor and all the stakeholders and at that meeting we are working on aluminium ion, zinc ion, sodium ion and steel ion alternative for lithium are also the process is going on then we are working on hydrogen green hydrogen hydrogen fuel cell the chennai iit has invented successfully experimented about uh, from sea water they convert they get green hydrogen so hydrogen is also the mission for us we are working on that we are now uh, for a uh, experimental level we are now starting some green buses on hydrogen fuel then we are also converting diesel truck onto LNG. Then we are making CNG from biomass, cotton straw, wheat straw, rice straw and bagasse. We are encouraging biodiesel also. So the our main mission is to import, substitute, cost effective, pollution free and indigenous. And as far as the scrapping policy is already sanctioned. And that is the reason that within five years, 100% I'm confident that India will be the number one manufacturing hub of e-vehicle in the world. Now, because of the scrapping policy, the steel, uh, aluminium, copper, rubber and plastic mm. will be available for recycling and we will reduce the lost law, law cost of the components by which we can make the product economically viable of a good quality of e-vehicle and our export will be increased 100% electric buses, electric cars, electric scooter, electric bikes. 100% I'm confident that within two years, the cost of electric bus will be equal to diesel bus. Cost of four-wheeler car, electric car will be equal to petrol car and two-wheeler also, petrol two-wheeler equal to electric vehicle. So electric is the future for us. We are also planning for making up e-highway between Delhi to Jaipur. Also the new express highway we are planning for that. And there are some companies who are manufacturing electric trucks. So the things are moving fast in India. 100% will be in position within a two year. We will be the world leader in e-vehicles. Well, you know, that's uh, that's a lot that you've packed in there, Mr. Gadkari, both in terms of the energy mix as well as the aspiration as far as e-mobility is concerned. Let me pick up on uh, each one of those issues point by point, sir. Let me start by asking you about the government's incentive or subsidy scheme, uh, FAME, uh, which expires at the FAME to expires at the end of this year. Given the fact that you have aspirations to be a world leader in electric mobility, is the government looking at extension and perhaps also enhancing uh, the incentives and the subsidies under FAME? Actually, this is to be decision which is related with the finance ministry. But as far as my vision is concerned, I feel that after a year, we don't need subsidy. Because of the bulk production, the cost of the e-vehicle, it will be very cheaper and electric as a fuel. India is, is uh, electric surplus. And we are now working on a big level for making of solar energy. So that is also the important the energy cost is 2 rupees 30 paisa per unit. So mm. the problem is day by day we are going to reduce the cost on electricity and it is economically viable. There is a big saving and when the cost of e-vehicle and petrol vehicle and diesel vehicle will be equal as compared to the price of diesel and petrol with the electricity 100% it is a economically very very viable 
so after that i feel that there is no need for any subsidy people choice they will take it and there is no problem for that so you're saying that fame when it expires this year that will be the end as far as the government subsidy scheme is concerned no, not the authority to give you the official comments on it it is up to the finance ministry and av industry ministry they are supposed to take the call on this decision but uh, i don't know what is to be decision they are going to take and but it is under their purview and they will take the decision i am not talking and giving any comments about that decision but it is with the ministry which is authorized for taking that decision but mr gadkar you know you talked about the economics of e vehicles whether it is three wheelers two wheelers cars buses trucks etc if you talk to the manufacturers today they're basically saying that look at this point in time given the supply demand dynamics uh, it is not viable for them they are losing money on the product at this point in time and hence the need for government support at least for a little bit longer what do you have to say to that argument actually considering gst the petrol diesel vehicle there is a gst is 48% and e vehicle the gst is only 12% that is a big support regarding the subsidy that is the decision under the ministry of finance and heavy industries still on the gst this is a big benefit for the all manufacturer and the most important thing is is related with the volume when the manufacturing number is increase 100% it is going to be economically viable and probably the situation is that the people are now preferring to take e vehicles 100% the volume is going to increase it will reduce the cost and it will be win win situation for all the stakeholders and by will the, the government policy create... also by the scrapping yeah. policy also we are going to create more demand and actually i feel that that is to be a win win situation for manufacturers also you know you preempted my question mr gadkari because that's exactly what i was going to ask you since you talked about the scrapping policy is the scrapping policy also going to be linked to the government's efforts to stimulate demand for e vehicles uh, you've made it mandatory for all government vehicles above the age of 15 years to be scrapped as part of that policy will you now mandatory uh, will you now make it mandatory for government vehicles to be e vehicles there is also the line that when i was with the power minister he has taken a decision that they will purchase only e vehicle i cannot make this law but i am requesting all the department and state governments and public undertaking that whatever the new vehicle you are purchasing please give us priority for purchasing of e vehicles now there is a awareness already in the mind of the people and in the government agency now people want to take purchase e vehicle and there are lot of new designs are coming to the market and 100% people are going to give their choice for that and i am very much positive and optimistic about it Mr. Gadkari, I want to now talk about public transportation because you said that there are going to be, uh, you know, on the buses side, some experiments with green buses and so on and so forth. There was a budget in uh, uh, outlay of about eighteen thousand crore rupees to augment bus capacity in the budget as well. So, are we given to understand that the focus and the emphasis on the public transportation, specifically the bus side, is going to be to push electric? Hundred percent. actually i am giving you the statistics and the london transport model is the ideal model for me and for the transport minister i am giving it to the all state government now running the diesel bus i use take the example of mumbai best the cost is 115 rupees per kilometer running ethanol bus in nagpur it was there when it was coming to 78 rupees per kilometer and regarding the electric it comes to 50 rupees per kilometer by considering the capital cost which was very high 
today the cost is now reducing every day because the lithium ion batteries cost is also reducing every day so 100% this 50 rupees rate will go down up to 20 25 rupees this is my expectation so 100% it is a win win situation one for diesel bus the rate is 150 rupees per kilometer coming to 25 to 30 rupees then you understand what with our public transport will be cheaper there will be air condition buses double decker air condition electric buses people will get 35 to 40% discount on their ticket rate getting more comforts no pollution no sound pollution no air pollution 100% people are going to give preference for that and that is the dream of uh, me the dream of uh, my ministry and as a minister i am confident that this dream is going to fulfill within 2 years you just see already there is a big demand for e buses uh, i want to now focus a little bit on the infrastructure side sir which will of course be uh, responsible for the kind of momentum that you hope to generate on the e mobility side what is the plan now in terms of public charging infrastructure especially when you talk about plans for green expressways and so on and so forth what kind of capital are we looking at what kind of public financing will be required uh, to be able to set this infrastructure up actually the most important thing is there are a lot of technologies are available just in my house i have purchased e vehicle suv now the charging is in my home at my parking place there is a system by which i can charge my vehicle so the vehicle which are going to any office and a parking place they can charge their vehicle even there is a arrangement that they can take a, uh, a special charging system at suppose they can go to somewhere and they can just plug it they can charge their car so there are lot of new technologies are available somewhere we can make the arrangement on the highways for charging some of where there will be a system where office premises or in the parking places there will be a charging system then there will be charging system on the petrol pump also so different technologies are available people are using it and companies are providing them so ultimately it is up to the consumer to decide about it but we are very much cautious about it we cannot make any fixed idea because the technology is changing every day ultimately mm. it is to going to be depending upon the public choice but if we need that we need to give facility support whatever for the charging system government is ready to support them but is this likely to be a priority area for instance of uh, the uh, government's oil and gas companies because if you're saying that this is going to be the future then from a growth point of view do you believe that the government oil and gas companies will look at setting up this kind of public infrastructure on the e side uh my I, i don't know exactly because this is the question related to the petroleum ministry but the petroleum ministry and their institutions are now making lot of research they are also uh, diverting the technology and making lot of things i don't know exactly about the details about it but uh, as a oil companies also now they are working on different alternatives and the future is the drdo is doing something the isro mm. is doing something our science and technology department laboratories are doing lot of things our iits engineering colleges they are doing lot of thing my ministry is encouraging lot of startup to giving for that so we are working on on the all future technology which are economically viable import substitute cost effective pollution free and indigenous 100% i am confident that because of solar power also our power generation is increased once upon a time the power cost was coming to 450 or 5 rupees per unit but now it comes to 2 rupees 40 paisa per unit half of the rate 
so 100% it is a win-win situation we are power surplus we are working on thermal power we are working on hydro power we are working on wind power we are working on green power we are working on solar power so 100% now also i am giving you one information that prime minister is giving me the responsibility by changing rules of business that my ministry has given the responsibility of uh, cable car ropeway funicular railway mm. and uh, light rail transport also so i am also trying to develop light rail transport and that cable car ropeway pond system yeah. now i am also thinking to develop the pond system in dwarka express highway and we are making two projects where we are working on that line in chennai mm. and pune to shirur where we want to make the system that there is a three tire flyover on the ground level there is eight lane road then there is six lane flyover then six lane flyover and up to the mm. top level there will be the solar panel and where there will be the station and the ponds will be go on that by using the best technology in the world so 100% on electricity we are doing lot of experiments within two years 100% you will see the good results okay so you've set a target of two years uh, to uh, amplify and ramp up plans on the electric side but let me talk about the national hydrogen uh, uh mission uh, mr gadkari and uh, where things are currently uh, you know on that front because we were expecting the rules as well as the policy to have been announced by now we're still awaiting what can you share with us sir the niti ayog and lot of departments are doing lot of experiments the iits are doing i already give the information about chennai iit they are making using solar power making green hydrogen from the sea water so it is on the experimental basis and uh, i am not uh, give you the concrete thing uh, about it because it is on the experimental basis but due course of time we will get through all the research from that side and 100% we will be in the position to start hydrogen vehicle green hydrogen vehicle in the country what kind of outlay are we talking about sir in terms of being able to push this aspiration of uh, uh, you know creating this natural uh, hydrogen mission taking this forward what kind of uh funding are we talking about here actually the actually we are now thinking on the line to support iits who are making experiment for green hydrogen i actually i want to support iit chennai for that but already the isro and other people and particularly the drdo they don't have any problem related the funds and lot of uh, startup and lot of research people lot of laboratories iits engineering colleges and research laboratories isro and drdo many people are doing lot of experiments and many departments are doing it there is no problem about of any capital for that when we will be have a success story 100% we will take that formulation and we will go on that line okay uh, I, you know you had earlier set a target of electrification uh, by 2030 then you said that look let the marketplace decide uh what the uh, percentages should be in terms of ic engines as well as uh, electric mobility uh if you look at what's happening globally most people are setting targets by 2030 2025 what is the target that you're working with at this point in time i mean do you believe that at least which is the large majority of two wheelers and three wheelers which is the bulk of electric uh, vehicles on the indian roads at this point in time do you believe we'll see a full move a full shift away by 2030 actually would don't need to fix the target even we will complete the target before within 2 years because i am giving you example suppose you have a petrol car and your expenditure is supposedly 20 to 25000 rupees per month 
and by electric car it comes to 2000 rupees without pollution no noise pollution 100 and the price is same so we don't need to any skill marketing don't skill for any marketing for that you are going to purchase i am giving you that within 6 month or a year you are going to purchase e vehicle so it is to be benefited to everybody that is the reason that we don't need to fix up the target for that within 2 years total scenario will change and there will be huge demand for e vehicles particularly scooters two wheelers four wheelers and uh, electric buses even in due course of time i my target is to get electric trucks and we are also working on the construction equipment machinery also for making mm-hmm. it from uh, cng bio cng and cng and lng i have just launched a jcb which is a uh, working on bio cng so i am confident that this all transformation is going on and due course of time you will get the good results and it is economically viable there is a lot of saving so 100% people are going to accept it because the saving is there economic saving is there and at the same time yeah. the we are going to reduce the pollution that is also equally important the maintenance cost is very negligible as far as the alternative fuel mechanism is concerned there is no carbon dioxide no sulfur and that is the reason that it is technology point of view it is quite better than the present technology well as i said penetration is still under 1% of the total market sir so we'll have to see whether in 2 years we can uh, make that giant leap that you speak of but you know you talked about india becoming the hub for electric uh, vehicles uh, i want to talk to you about a company like tesla for instance and we know whether it's the government at the center or individual state governments are going all out to woo companies like tesla to start manufacturing here in india uh, where do you think stand on that front actually i have a video conference with tesla management and i suggest them that it is the golden opportunity for them to start manufacture here in india because the as per atovel components are concerned already tesla is taking lot of components from the indian manufacturers so that there will be availability on that at the same time indian market is good for tesla also but day by day the indian product is also improving and within 2 years we will get the e vehicle of tesla standard in indian market so in the interest of tesla i suggest them you start manufacturing as early as possible it will be benefited for you but taking manufacturing somewhere and only marketing in india 100% they can do it but if they manufacture here in india we will support them they can make industrial clusters they can create develop their own vendors and they can export lot of vehicles from india and as compare with the other countries it will be economically viable it is good for them i request them and suggest them it is up to them to decide about it but meanwhile within 2 years whatever the e vehicles we are getting in the market from indian companies they will be up to the mark of tesla this is my confident and within 2 years whatever the volume of the vehicle total is there 10 to 15% from electric 100% i am confident that this is going to get the result on that line so tesla hasn't yet confirmed whether it will manufacture in india that uh, assurance hasn't been given yet uh, they preliminary stage for they st- want to start marketing and they want to start in bangalore delhi and mumbai and uh, uh, i don't know but i suggest them and it is up to them to decide about it Let me ask you about uh, the role that you anticipate global auto companies uh, 
uh, global capital is going to play in building out this ecosystem, this green ecosystem that you speak of. One, of course, is the likes of Tesla, whether they choose to manufacture in India or not is a separate matter altogether. But, you know, what's the role that you see of private global capital in building out this ecosystem? Actually, the present volume of our industry is 7,50,000 crore, out of which 3,50,000 crore is export. Our two-wheeler companies, TVS, Bajaj, and Hero, they are now exporting 50% of their production. Two days before I launch a factory for electric uh, bicycle from Hero in Ludhiana, and also we are expecting a good market for e-vehicle. We want to develop e-cycle, e-bicycle in India of international standard, and we want to make it more export for that. So 100%, I feel that lot of investors from abroad, lot of the people who have got the technology, they are they are making joint ventures. They are keenly interested to come to India. Now the 70% of the auto components we are making in India, and 30% is the import. But now I suggest Atwal Industry that you can make 100% in India. It is in the process, and 100% we will make all type of components in India. And India is going to become a manufacturing hub of automobile industry, number one hub in the world within five years. And you always take it me seriously. Whatever I am going to declare, everything that my track record is 100%. It is proven. 100% within five years you will see that India is going to become a number one manufacturing hub of automobile hub in the world. Well, Mr. Gadkari, yes, you do set very ambitious targets, sir. And at least I uh, have to admit that on the road construction side, uh, you've uh, been proven right. Uh, you have delivered on the targets that you set uh, for your ministry. Even, but, even, uh, even, for, even for shipping, ports, inland waterways, <laughs> when I, even Ganga, everywhere, whatever, even the uh, Ganga waterways, I completed. So what? there are the difficulties. There are the, there are the very difficult tasks. But I am confident that the way in which under the leadership of Prime Minister or Modi ji, we are 100% going to make this target fulfilled. Uh, you know, one aspect that I want to get a little bit more detail from you on is the scrappage policy. And uh, you and I have spoken about this for the last several years. And finally, it is now uh, a, a thing that is likely to be rolled out. But how soon do you expect the policy to be operationalized? How soon do you actually expect scrapping centers to start? Actually, the five to six notification has already issued by the ministry regarding the scrappage of vehicle, regarding the manufacturing, all the different things already how they can start this scrapping uh, industry and everything. Now people are moving fast. We are giving them all type of permissions. There is no problem related with the regulations. Government is very supportive. Our policy, all points related with the policy is already declared and it is in the details. Now I'm going to print a book uh, with a complete track record of all the policies and we are going to issue it to the people, those who are interested in it. And 100% now it's a win-win situation. People are very positive. I'm getting a lot of good response from the manufacturers, from the other people also. Some of the Indian manufacturers are going to start their scrappage industry uh, to their nearer to their industry also. And a lot of people are taking initiative. 100% uh, there is a lot of policy regarding the air pollution, the age of the vehicle, 
related with the commercial vehicle, related with the domestic vehicles, then different type of thing, then uh, testing centers, fitness centers, and everything, the rules, regulations, law, regarding the problem with environment, ecology, everything is now cleared. And about the factory, their planning, the area, all things are now cleared and all our gadget notifications are available. If anywhere there is a problem, I am there. We, we will resolve the issue. We are supporting and we are supporting to the industry for starting scrapping industry into the country. A final question, Mr. Gadkari, because this is a demand that has uh, been expressed by industry given the difficulties that the industry is faced with. Uh, you know, the center rolled out the corporate average fuel efficiency norms to reduce fuel consumption as well as check pollution. Now, phase two of those norms are coming to effect from 2022, but industry is seeking a little bit more reprieve. Are you likely to postpone the rollout of these norms? Already I have discussed with them and I give them suggestion regarding the flex engine. I need their cooperation. If they are ready to cooperate me for the flex engine, 100% I will honor and I will I will discuss with them and I will find out the way out. But it is uh, give and take policy. I need some <laughs> cooperation from them. After that, I will consider their demand. I am waiting for their meeting and I'm expecting the positive response from them. All right, Mr. Gadkari, always a pleasure. Appreciate you joining us here at the Raisina Dialogues and taking us through what the plan is, uh, several ambitious targets that you've laid out, both on the electric mobility side, on the hydrogen side, as well as green infrastructure build out. Uh, always a pleasure. Many thanks for joining us here. Namaskar. Thank you for tuning in to Policy Pod, the ORF podcast. Please subscribe to our channel for updates on upcoming episodes.